Welcome to Paranormal Things. I'm your host, Keith Frischkorn. I'm uh, here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I'm gonna, we're going to do, let's put it us, we're going to do Con, um, Ghost Hunters International, Season 3, Episode 3, Touched by the Dead in Ireland. Here we go without any further ado. GHI searches Barry's homeland of Northern Ireland for the source of a startling apparition, a nurse with no feet. Swear to God, I just saw someone small just running past. At Roe Valley Hospital, Scott is touched by an icy hand. It felt like someone brushed their hand against my back. Wow. Then, the team crosses the Irish Sea to investigate a notorious island prison. I thought I felt something touch my wrist. Will Barry and Chris hear the deadly wail of the banshee? I heard something. something And is this the evidence GHI needs to prove a haunting at Spike Island? It's amazing. GHI. Season 3, Episode 3. Barry Fitzgerald. Chris Williams. I'm not sure. Paul. Joe Chin. Ghost Hunters International. Folks, welcome to Northern Ireland. It is always great to be back, of course, back in my little humble part of the world. And, uh, of course, growing up in this area, I was very aware of this case, but uh, just never was able to visit. Susie's going to give us the download and let us know what to expect. Okay, guys, we're heading over to Lima Valley to investigate Roe Valley Hospital. Now, Roe Valley Hospital That's was an Susan always Slaughter. hospital. She's Originally, now it was established on, uh, as a union workhouse between 1842 and 1932. The victims of the famine were forced to work here in terrible conditions. These people were treated like slaves pretty much at this union workhouse, and about 10 people died every week. Wow. Now, our client is Damien Kaur. He's a manager of the facility and quite the skeptic, might I add. He's been hearing all sorts of claims. There have been reports that people have seen apparitions throughout the hospital, as well as people capturing these apparitions in photographs. One of the employees was pushed by an unseen force, and people were claiming to hear footsteps late at night throughout the hospital as well. Okay, folks, uh, looks like the uh, the building's coming up in front of us. It kind of looks like a gingerbread house. It does, it does look like a gingerbread house. You're all very welcome to Roe Valley Hospital. Thank you. There's an awful lot of history here. The building started off in 1842 as a workhouse. The workhouses, workhouses. were horrible, nasty places and they were designed as such, if you can imagine. It was a place of last resort. You and your family would be at death's door. It was a horrible, nasty time which came to an end in 1936 when the building was transformed then into the district hospital right. by this lady here, Dr. Robinson. She brought a bit of love and care into the system for years after her death when someone died many nurses take the souls away to a better place that I've heard that story told many times. It's a workhouse. So workhouse paranormal stories, just we're like they had the on um, some activity attributed to it. And most haunted. These areas and possibly you could recount some of the activity that has been given to you. Okay. If you follow me Great. through these doors here. 
I've called GHI today because the stories float around. A skeptic like me can just dismiss them. I don't think it's right to dismiss them. If people have been telling these stories over the years, it'd be good to get some closure on them to prove them or disprove them. Looks well educated. This is our kitchen where uh, some of the stories originate. When the hospital was operating 24-7, there were people sleeping here, there were nurses on duty all night. There was a regular demand for tea. I went to make the tea and walked into the kitchen and there was a person there. Northern Ireland. And I nearly walked into them and I said, A territory of Britain. She was a part of Ireland. The dress came in at the waist and she had a bonnet on. And I thought that was her. her. I'm almost sure that the person I saw was Dr. Robertson. What you can see is a very well-preserved workhouse dormitory where the, where the females would have slept. 250 to 300 women in here and next door. Over the years, people have reported saying the ghost of the nurse with no feet. I could never understand this. I mean, ghost with no feet. Normally, a ghost of no head, but a ghost with no feet. But it was a story that's been regularly told by generations of people who work in this place. And if you see the windows behind us here, there was a chap there taking a photograph of those because he found it interesting. And when he took the photograph through the lens, he saw a man staring back at him. He, he's convinced to this day that he saw some ghostly apparition. This is leading up to the investigation. Now we've come from one end of the complex right to the other end. Right. Just three or four weeks ago, a chap came forward. He was walking down this, which is called the Blackburn Pad, and he saw what he described as a red apparition, which looks like a female form floating in the air. And the guy had actually got it on photograph on his digital camera. Hopefully we now have evidence that that exists because we do have the photograph. Leave it alone. 
If the apparitions leave him alone. All I'm seeing is a dot. That's, that's nothing. Okay, right, then we'll switch to the other cameras. Okay. Now, we weren't able to duplicate the photograph with our cell phone, um, so then we switched to the full spectrum camera and my digital SLR. Ready? Okay. Go. How does that look? Same as before with the, uh, the little red dot. Let's check with mine. I'll give you the red okay. flashlight yeah. this time. Turn and walk toward the camera. We were flashing the light at the camera. We were walking with the camera, swinging the light back and forth. Okay. We're getting close. We're getting very close. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell is that? I swear to God, I just saw someone small just running past. What? Someone small just ran. I I saw it hit here. This, this part of the car. And it looked like someone just went like that. And there's no one here. What was that? What was that? Is that someone just ran? You heard that clearly. Oh, uh, yeah. Did you actually hear me say what was that? And, uh, I said that a second before yeah. you said it. Uh-huh. Clear as day. It was pretty close. It said we were on that path, it could be uh, someone just walking there. apparition. What the hell's going on out here? Those Hunters International. What was that? What was that? Is that someone just ran? Barry and I heard what sounded like several footsteps running away. And so obviously we started looking around, seeing if there was somebody about, because it did sound like somebody was running away. Is anyone there? You're not seeing anyone, Paul. Just don't see anything, man. Legend, Chris. There must have been something back in the day. Someone walking. Where the hell did he go? I don't know. What? Where's the other... Where did that guy go that was over there? I don't know. I just, I was watching him, and then something here caught my eye. And, and now, now I don't see either. That was crazy. There is some weird stuff going on. It sounded like whatever it was was running through this. Yeah, I was actually, as soon as I walked over here, that was it. Yeah. That was it. It wasn't as harsh as gravel. We said it just like this. Yeah. That's what I was hearing as well. So we see shadows over here. We come over here, and then we hear footsteps running away. Yeah. I'm going to turn this camera around. Okay, that's clear. Filming's dormitory. It's, it's kind of crazy. I mean, so they, they go around, they take homeless people, they round them all up, and they basically force them to live in these places. Susan and I headed yeah, up to the workhouse. I guess they got to work. This is an area for their taxes or something. Alright, so I brought the laser grid and a recorder. What did you bring? Uh, EMF detector and a DV. Look at the girls doing all the tech. I know, right? Chris thought it would be a great idea if uh, the two girls of the team would head over to the women's dormitory to see if we could possibly the spirits that would occupy the place to try to put ourselves in these women's shoes to see if that would spark up any response at all from the spirits. If there's anybody in here, please don't be afraid of us. We're not here to hurt you. We're not here to make you work. We 
done nothing wrong. We're just here to talk. We heard some of the stories about how the women were separated from their children. Do you have any kids? If you cannot speak with us, we urge you, we invite you to communicate with us any way you know how. Wait, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. See the one now? Same door. It is in the back corner. Yeah. That sounded like two knocks. It was like perfect, like even louder than that. Joe for Chris or Susan? Chris or Joe? Hey Chris, um, Sky and I are at Command Central. We just happen to be looking at the monitor. The way the camera's pointed, it looks like there's something moving on the left side of a wall. Do you know what that is? There's nothing over there. Nothing they see on this side. Yeah, when I'm looking at the screen, there was something on the wall to the left. It's opposite of the doorway. Okay, so we will. They have a laser grid on. You would think that would make so the make the light bow or give a shape. Side of the room, covering the side of the room where the movement was seen, hoping that you know whatever came out for us then, if it was something, might come out for us again. Did you also want to move the audio recorder back over there? Yeah, that couldn't hurt. Christopher, Joe, and Scott. Okay, go for Joe. Uh, we're just calling you guys to let you know that we're gonna leave this room still for a little bit. We're leaving the thermal camera set up with everything else going and just let the room sit for a little bit. Sounds great. Copy that. Okay. So this is the kitchen where the, this apparition of the lady is seen. Now the claim coming from the kitchen area is while the nurses come down here at night to make a cup of tea, uh, they see this this apparition, uh, this this uh, female wearing a black and white and a bonnet. So uh, we decided we were going to try and uh, entice this spirit to come forward by placing the kettle on the stove. I wonder if this person that appears, Doctor Robertson. Doctor Robertson, are you the female that is said to appear here? As other nurses come and make some tea late at night. You were quite the driving force to turn this into a hospital. Are you proud of what it has become? Are you able to tell me what year it is? Are you able to tell us your name? You've got it. Can you do it again? Can you do it again, please? Of course. Full spectrum camera, you guys. Is there a reason why you just touched me? Is it just I'm to trying to get you communicating? Yeah. I mean, you've got our attention. Make a nice little noise during the EVP session. Paul felt like he was touched in the side of the hand. Uh, moments before that, I had heard the rustling coming from my left hand side. Is it connected? We're not quite sure. Are there any replies on the EVP device? We're not quite sure. We'll have to wait to analysis. This is going to creep me out. Just the, the, yeah, the yeah. sounds of kids and stuff is creepy. 
Bonjour, I'm investigating the maternity ward and we're following up on claims of babies I'm crying as well as seeing some shadows. Explain what's going on. Hello. I've never seen this before myself. We're speaking to anybody in this room. I just need like you to analyze what I see. Are there any nurses in here who are taking care of the babies? Maternity ward. Work in a place where you can hear babies cry on the third floor. With the dying children. It's weird. It almost felt like someone came up and just like brushed their hand against my back. Wow. Hello. We're speaking to anybody in this room. Are there any nurses in here who are taking care of the babies? Um, Scott and I were investigating the uh, maternity ward here at Rowe Valley Hospital. We sat down at the table and uh, we wanted to conduct an EVP session. It's weird. It almost felt like someone came up and just like brushed their hand against my back. Wow. Someone's touching everybody here. I have a laser grid too. I freaked out in here, just a little uncomfortable. It has, it has a, a, a feel to the room. Uh, I felt fingers down in my back. It was a del deliberate force. Scott I definitely Tupperman. felt was trying to make contact. Investigator. Joey Tim, he's an investigator too. Susan Slaughter, Chris Williams, Mary Fitzgerald. I was going to say that it sounded like a baby. Uh, 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 uh. It was pretty loud. Is that you here with us? Are you trying to get our attention? You hear it over there now? Who's that? That sounded like the same thing we heard. That sounded like either a baby laughing like cooing. Oh, cooing. Cooing. You can hear it on there. If you're trying to get our player. attention, please come closer. Give us something else. Make a sound. We'll have to do a cemetery. Maybe let us see your shadow. You during the we morning. were hearing snippets of sound, like a baby cooing, and then the baby was crying. Uh, we didn't see anything that would cause that sound. I thought it might have been the radiator, but the radiator was off. Uh, we looked outside the window. Um, so what that sound was, uh, we're really not sure. Okay, folks, I think we've had a really good thorough investigation here. Um, let's get our equipment packed up, get ready to go. Analyze it and then uh, present it to the client. Forward to seeing what comes out of the women's dormitory. I'm most curious about whatever it was Joe and Scott saw on the DVR. What was in that room that we didn't see? Or is it something that we're going to be able to figure out? So I think that's the big question of the night for me. The professional all the way down and taking out the equipment. Oh, it was a good idea that Chris and I could bring the rest of the team and let them hear and see what uh, what the sounds and sights of the Irish pipe truly are. Fantastic! <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure, Richard, if you don't mind, some of us would actually like to get a go at this. 
This is the most awkward thing. Yeah, you guys laugh now, okay? I'm trying the bagpipes, the Irish bagpipes. And the beer is not cold, it's warm. It's the servant warm. There's a bar in uh, Northern Ireland called Rob Roy's. I felt as if I was wrestling a tiger, trying to keep the air in the pipes. If you can cover the top, one at the back, three at the front, huh? you'll be streets ahead of your competitors. Why are you giving the British guy all the info? He needs all the help he can get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so much better than I did. Sounds like he's calling Thank Nessie. So Chris Williams has not tried yet. Yeah, I know. I was doing that on purpose. I'd have to say that I gave the best performance because I didn't make anybody's ears in that bar bleed. Well, that was fun, actually. Uh, let's get back to the hotel now and start analysis. Low Valley Hospital. So we're just about to go into analysis from the Roe Valley uh, Hospital. Um, we really covered this place from top to bottom, and we experienced some really interesting stuff. Um, and I'm hoping that that's going to reflect in the data that we collected. Maybe we have some sort of answers for David. Hey, Paul. Yes. With Susan and Chris were up in the, the women's dorms, uh, Joe and I would just happen to pass in front of Command Central. Mm -hmm. We noticed on the, the DVR what appeared to be a figure. Uh, the, the window. I clearly saw that with my own eyes. I, mean, I could have swore that something was there. I, I kept trying to focus my eyes. You know what? I was just looking at that. And look what we got. That looks oh, like wow. a face. Wow. Definitely a face. I didn't see the light was kind of. It is really good to see you again. Be really keen eye. It was a real pleasure to be able to investigate back in Northern Ireland and to be back home. Good to see you haven't lost the Northern Ireland accent either. I'm really trying to hold on to it. <laughs> During the, uh, the investigation, a lot of the teams were having unusual experiences. Paul and I, for instance, were investigating outside. Paul and I witnessed this unusual figure that seemed to move from left to right. And, and it, it disappeared behind a tree. We were expecting this person to walk out the other side. They didn't. They simply vanished. Now, we did have cameras pointing in that direction, but unfortunately, we weren't able to capture anything. So that remains as a personal experience. Well, that's fair enough. At least you just had a personal experience. We did. But moving on from that, Joe and Scott were also having unusual experiences in the maternity ward during their investigation. They said that they had a couple things happen. One, um, Scott felt what he thought were fingers on his back. That's how he described it. Joe and Scott also had seen some sort of figure, some sort of shadow figure in there um, that they weren't able to figure out. And then separately, Paul said he felt his hand get touched in the kitchen. It wasn't directly in front of our DVR system, but nothing showed up in that particular camera. Looking at the photographs that you that you had given us, one of them in particular depicted a red figure taken at, at the other side of the railway bridge. Paul and I were working diligently outside trying to recreate this. But the closest we could get to was was this. And that by no means we felt was even close to the photograph that you had showed us. 
So that remains a mystery to us. You know, there's a lot of um, things you gave us that revolved around photos. And one of the stories, too, was this man who was up in the woman's dormitory who took the picture and seen a face in the window. Susan and I were investigating in the woman's dorm. This is the back window in the woman's dormitory. We're assuming that if they're investigating inside the building, chances are the lights are out. They'd be using probably a digital camera and a flash. With it being dark outside, using the flash inside, you're going to end up with a reflection on the glass like this. Well, that's what I asked the first time I heard that story. Are you sure it wasn't a reflection of yourself? Yeah. So as chances are they probably caught the reflection of somebody else in the room or the man may have caught himself. But uh, we have to say, uh, Damien, that, that we really did thoroughly investigate uh, Roe Valley Hospital and uh, over all the areas, both the front and back of the building, inside and out. We did have a few personal experiences here, but without any evidence, it's not enough to call it haunted. That's great, that's what I needed to hear. That vindicates what I've always thought, and uh, I'm sure it will make a lot of the people who work in this and live in this complex every day, it'll make them sleep a wee bit sounder at night. So great. thanks very much. Great. And to the whole team as well. Great, thank you. Now that we've got the GHI findings, I'd, I'd have to say I'm perfectly happy with them. You know, when you have people working in here, 365 days a year, I think it's good to lay these ghosts to rest, if you like, and I think that's what we've done. Thanks to GHI, I have a rational explanation for that. Well, I think coming out of this investigation, Damien was very happy with what we had to show up. Yeah, he seemed kind of relieved. He seemed like he looked forward to telling everybody they had nothing to worry about. I don't about. know if you guys can ever come back. He understands that the hospital isn't what the, the stories were making out to be. And we've got Ghost Nation. All were part of Ghost Hunters. Folks, welcome to Spike Island, Ireland. Spike Island. We're on our way to meet an old acquaintance of mine, Michael Martin. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to Spike Island. Thanks, Michael. How are you? You're very welcome. I've asked GHI to come Michael Martin, and investigate story. whether or not there's actual Spike supernatural Island. activity going on because it'll throw some light or clarity on the many, many stories I've heard from people who lived on the island and served on the island. So, Michael, why don't you tell us a little bit about the island? Another investigation, part two. Of Irish history are here, some of them wonderful. Uh, but in the monastic period, we had a monastery here. During the Viking period, they attacked us. During our War of Independence, those people held here. And there was a huge fortress built at the height of the French Revolution. This fortress was converted for use as a prison. So what kind of people would be held here? The usual variety of rapists, murderers, and so on. That sounds pretty violent. So here we are at the back of A block. One of the legends that we hear, there was a recruit class training here. Two of them woke up one night and very distinctly seen a figure dressed in old military clothing standing by the fireplace in here. A little bit later in the night, one of them said he saw this old dressed soldier reaching his hand out towards somebody that was sleeping in the bunk. Now, why is this building in the one beside it such a bad state of repair? In 1985, the Irish government took a decision to use the fortress as a prison, and it probably was never suitable to accommodate prisoners. And not long after they arrived here, they rioted and destroyed the building, and they did it to both of these blocks. Okay, what's your next, Michael? Follow me. 
So here we are in the middle of the old cell block. Old cell more block. Specifically in John People Mitchell's cell. Sleep John on Mitchell the floor. was probably the most famous detainee here. He was an Irish patriot who was incarcerated here in 1848. So can you explain what John Mitchell was doing to be put in here? Yes, um, himself and his colleagues in a group called the Young Irelanders uh, have been campaigning uh, for independence for Ireland. He wrote in his newspaper that the only way Ireland would ever achieve independence was by way of armed insurrection. And for that, he was sentenced to 14 years. We were coming around the back of Mitchell's cell. Former Deputy Petticoat Officer. Was with, um, Not Petticoat, but what's that? Petty Officer. It looked like something was moving, but it was off the ground. It was a white mist, and then it was gone. There was a social function hall. One individual or a pair of them who were sent to work here at one stage to refurbish the floor that we're standing on, they constantly heard footsteps or doors opening and closing and that sort of movement around the place. Now, was there any sort of rhythm or anything to the footsteps? I mean, was it like a march? What yeah, they were like the solid, uh, repetitive march. Some kind of living quarters? Now, I just needed to be careful here, guys. There's a, just over a 30 foot of a drop just behind us here, so it's quite dangerous and be conscious of it. Uh, now, this is an area where some people say they heard the Banshee. Not too far from here. Banshee. The Banshee is its spirit. Banshee makes herself known by keening or crying. And usually after hearing the crying, there will be a death. Set up all Which over that place. That's everywhere. It's a remarkable place, but there is a lot of elements to this particular island that is very dangerous physically to us investigating. Some of the buildings are in a very bad, dangerous state of repair. Some of the investigators could hurt themselves very severely. Just move us slightly to the right, please. That looks good. I like it. What are we looking at? Here we have the old cell block where the mist has been seen near John Mitchell's cell as well as that camera outside of the entire block. Then what we have is here the moat where this banshee has been reported to be seen. As well as that we have a prisoner cell block when I see eight, the banshee, where this soldier woman spirit. We're done, we're ready to rock. On that note, let's get Take the light your life. That's not until after this operation or I guess anything would help out. <laughs> Mitchell Hall. The claims in here are that they hear what sounds like footsteps and and something that sounds like marching. Mm -hmm. Joe and I were investigating Mitchell Hall on Spike Island, and what we did is we tried to entice whatever was there to come speak with us. People say that they hear what sounds like people marching. Would you let us hear you walk around? Please come forward and let us know why you feel the need to march around. Is there something you feel that's not complete? Sounds all over the place. Sounds from every direction. You hear that? That sounds like footsteps. We're going to stand still. So if you are walking around, could you let us hear you? Are you the one responsible for the place being haunted? If you are, let us know. I thought I felt something touch my wrist.
Are you the one responsible for the place being haunted? I thought I felt something touch my wrist. No. Joe thought he felt you. I see something black. Did you just see that then in the door? Yeah, I was just sure. To me, oh my God, tell me if this is the same thing. Okay. The silhouette of a person walked into the light and then just came back. I, I got chills just as you were saying that. Cause that's is that what you saw? That's what it looked like Holy to me. That freaked me out. It looked like a person. Yeah. You want to go see if something's over there? Music I saw it again in front of me. I didn't see it that time. Encroaching on the door, a shadow appeared, and it Never almost used seemed to like a silhouette of a person stepping out really famous. Uh, from the shadows and retracting back into it. That's the light coming from there. I was wondering if there's a tree or something that might get in the way. I mean, I don't see any trees or anything else that might obstruct the light. What the hell? Did we just see you? Are you in this room? Take some pictures. Are you hiding from us? We need you to come forward right now. I think if we had done this road down into the village, that might work. Chris and I wanted to examine the areas outside the fortress. There were reports of the Banshee. It's never a good thing to try and call the Banshee forward. It's always something you try and stay away from. Um, but uh, some friends of mine were able to make this concoction of incense, which was said to attract the Banshee. Oh, that reeks. That particular smell is said to attract her. If the spirit of the Banshee is here with us, please make yourself known. Gonna light some kind of. <clears throat> Excuse me. We aren't here to hurt you. Please come towards the incense we lit for you. A parabolic. Um, I heard something. Disc. Enhances the sound. Not seeing anything on the thermal. Maybe this small animal. Okay. drill house. Chris and I then moved into the drill shed with a white apparition scene, conduct an EVP session while we were in there. The drill shed. 1 uh, 19 a.m. in the morning. How about that? Please step forward to us. If there's somebody here, please don't be afraid to this step forward. This will be a full investigation of what? two places in Ireland. Something during that EVP session, there was strange noises that, uh, that seemed to happen over the rear left hand side of the building. There's that noise again. I thought I saw something. Hello? Can the white lady who's been seen here make herself present? What did it sound like to you? It said something, and then something raspy came after it. Are you in need of any assistance? Are you English? Are you Irish? Can you tell us your name? 
apparition that has been seen in this walkway. No, it's actually a mist. However, according to claims, it's very definitely not something natural. So prisoners would sleep on these wooden beds. Yeah. Wow. People believe that this white mist is really the spirit of John Mitchell. I did have the EMF detector on me, as well as the DV camera. And Paul brought his photo camera and was taking some long exposure photos to see if maybe we can capture this mist that people have seen. I'm positioned myself so I'm out looking directly outside the cell. Is there anybody in here with us tonight? My name is Susan. I'm here with my friend Paul. Mr. John Mitchell. Paul Bratton. If you are indeed here with us, can you just give us a sign that you understand what I'm saying? I have a gadget like that. This is EMS, I think. Mr. John Mitchell, please feel free to come forward. Give us a sign that you're here. We were addressing uh, John Mitchell to come forward. We were running a number of different tools, and, and hopefully uh, we actually caused something. Okay, folks, let's get our equipment packed up, get ready to go. We just finished the investigation at Spike Island. I'm actually Spike really looking forward to seeing one, what my second investigation of the program. A lot of the claims here were visual. If you're lucky enough to be there at the right time, you catch it. Then again, when you might leave an investigation feeling like you didn't have anything happen, there could have been things going on around you the entire time and you just didn't know about it. Spike Island, an interesting location. It has some very strange history going on. And I'm hoping that the history is actually going to bleed through into the data that we're going to be searching for and maybe come up with some answers as to what's really going on there. I do have some audio stuff that you should listen to. This is Barry and Chris, and they're using the parabolic mic. And it seemed to capture a strange voice. Take a listen and see what you guys think. Sensitizes. something that could sound like multiple voices to me yes i agree it's exactly what it sounds like to me yeah very similar to what i thought i mean i, I don't know i i wasn't able to distinguish whether it's male or female to me it sounds like a female okay folks how is the analysis going for spike island actually we have a number of things we'd uh, like to show you and for you to listen to well, i'd like to show you something on the dvr mm-hmm. this actually happening in the uh, a block what i'm not sure what it is i got some evidence Something spike on Michael, how are you? It's good to see you again. Very good, very nice to see you again. Going through the process of the investigation, I know that uh, Joe and Scott had an unusual experience in the Mitchell building. Both of them witnessed this unusual shadow just move. It caught them completely off guard, I have to say. And they weren't expecting it just through the door. And in fact, Joe had also reported that in the same building that he heard this voice, but it was so fast they weren't able to get it. Wow. So it was something, of course, we wanted to share with you today. It's so interesting because um, the reports we had there were from a couple of guys that were working there for six weeks Mm -hmm. and they repeatedly heard these movements and noises. Mm -hmm. So I'm dying to see 
what it is they don't. <laughs> this piece of evidence that we want to bring forward to you is caught as Chris and I explored along the shoreline. We started to, to head toward the direction of the drill shed. We wanted to let you hear this and see what you could make of it. Yeah, yeah, okay. weird <laughs> that's weird that sounds to me like a female voice whispering come in almost welcoming you know it's, it's amazing if you have to be sensitive over at the old cell block and um they were doing some evp work around mitchell's cell and they also got something on their audio that we want you to listen to and uh see what you think Sort of a, a musical mm -hmm. uh, signature to, to us, you know. That was in the block. That was in the block. Yes. But uh, Susan and Paul were continuing to work in a block in this room where this apparition was seen, yeah. trying to wake someone. We'll let you hear it and see what you think yourself. Sometimes I think it's come here or come in. Definitely not the soft, gentle voice of the no. of the one down below. Well, staying in air block, Michael, we wanted to bring you some video footage that was captured on our yeah. DVR system. This, of course, is shooting into the air block. What we see here is this flash of light that appears just around the fireplace where this image of the guy is seen. What we see is collapses of energy fields. Cameras are able to catch these things as they close down. Was it the one that just appeared? That's, that's, the, that's right. I'll just run it one more time for you. Those can be pretty rare, I have to say. We have seen them in, in a few locations uh, around the world. And is this the fireplace? That's correct. Yeah. Well, that's exactly where the apparition was supposed to be <clears throat> seen. Wow. There was something that we've seen on our DVR system also recorded in the A block. We'll let you have a look at it and see what you think yourself. The boxes are focusing in on movement. But it's those streets that are appearing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There is something moving. It's moving relatively fast. Yeah. There obviously is more than one. And it only happens twice over the eight hours. Yeah. So it's all happening in A block, really, isn't it? There seems to be quite a bit of activity in A block. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we do believe that, that Spike Island does have spirits. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. We do believe that the island is haunted. As an historian, you know, until you see something like this, they're just stories. This is the evidence that's being shown. And thank you very much for coming. Well, thank you. They use, they thank you. use mechanics. Well, I'm amazed at the revelations that were words, given to me by Barry and Chris. To see this evidence from the cameras and from anything, the equipment anything is could use. truly amazing. And I'm amazed at the number of items that emerged in different parts of the island. So it's incredible. Chris, I was very, very happy with that case. Um, Spike Island will live long in my memory. And I know so that was Michael was very with what we were able to give. It was just so much fun watching his reaction because he deals with facts all day long. So it was neat to see how strongly he reacted, especially to the EVP that we caught down by the waterfront. Yeah, and you know, it's a fantastic place. Wonderful history, wonderful people. He came home, now he's done. On this episode of
There you have it. Spike Island, the Island of the Dead. Ghost Hunters GHI. You can find this on YouTube. So, till we meet again, sleep tight.